there is no one right way to grow a business, but there's the right way to grow yourself as an entrepreneur. Welcome to the No BS Business School Podcast, the show where powerhouse women learn how to sell differently, ditch pro marketing, and build financially lucrative businesses. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After spending over 20 years in the charity world, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Let's get started. Well, hey, you, and welcome to another episode of No BS Business School. If you're a returning listener, I want to say thank you so much for being here again with me. And if you're new to the show, welcome. This is the podcast that helps real-world subject matter experts master the online side of your business in short, actionable, fluff-free episodes. We're closing in on the end of the year, which of course means I get really reflective on what this past year looked like. If you listen to the show at all, you know that I am all about the data. And I hit a major financial milestone in the business this month and officially became a multiple six-figure business. And I actually should clarify that. I became a multiple six-figure business a couple of months back, but I officially cracked the multiple six-figure level in online course sales alone, just this month, in the month that I'm recording this episode, which is October. And one of the things that I see the most are a lot of women struggling to get early traction in their business. So I wanted to do an episode to talk about the five things that I would do again if I was starting my business from scratch and two major mistakes that I wouldn't repeat. When I sit down and look at what are the things that actually help me to be successful in my business and go from zero to where I am now, these five things are at the core of the strategies that I used to give me that lift and the leverage I needed to build a financially successful business. And the two mistakes were the things that almost took me down. And I do not want to see you do that at all because I wish I had never done it. So let's jump in. The first thing I would do again is focus on one offer and one audience for one year. When I launched in fall of 2020, it was with the Side Hustle Academy. And I introduced that course with a penetration pricing strategy to break into the market. And everyone, and I mean everyone, told me that no one would buy it at $77 because it was too expensive. And then they went on to tell me that I was insane to raise the price to $97. And I am so glad I didn't listen to that advice because I launched that course over and over and over again, raising the price of it gradually with each launch until I capped it at $997. That was a $77 course I started with that I eventually capped at $997. Part of the reason why I was so successful with that is because I was talking to the same audience the entire time for a full year. And I got very focused on understanding what their problems were and how I could solve that with Side Hustle Academy. So every time I launched that course, I was just going in and making it better and better and better. I still think it's one of the best things that I have ever written. And I'm incredibly proud of it, whether it was as Side Hustle Academy or Impact Business Academy, because essentially the program was the same. But being so lightning focused on getting known for one offer speaking to one audience and dialing in on that for the year helped me to avoid becoming the Schitt's Creek menu of business. 
and I talk about this a lot, I used to talk about this a lot actually, is that one of the big problems that so many business owners have, especially in the early days, is doing too many things and not specializing in something. So you become that menu they use in Shit's Creek, which just is pages and pages and pages and pages of options. And nobody really knows what you actually specialize in, what you're the master of, and how you can help solve their problem. So it's really overwhelming to your audience, and they tend to go look somewhere else to work with somebody who has it more dialed in and more focused. As the business grew, I added more things. I retired programs. I had to do that to get to the next level. But right now, I'm actually getting ready to go back to this strategy by retiring two of my most popular programs to focus on one thing, one problem, one offer, and one audience for the next year. The power of one thing, it's not some marketing line. It actually works. Now, how you launch that one thing, that might be a different conversation. And what that one thing is also might be a different conversation. But if you're trying to leverage your business right now and you feel like you're just struggling, I really would encourage you to sit down and look at, are you dialed in on one offer, one audience, and one problem for one year? It will make a big difference for you. The second thing I would do again is partner with influencers who held my audience and invest in them instead of investing in Facebook ads. I have worked with a lot of influencers now since I started my business. And all of them I'm incredibly grateful to because they truly helped me to build where I am now. And using influencers got me faster reach and buy-in because I was using the power of social proof and referrals instead of relying on Facebook ads and traffic to position me. The women I worked with and I invested in, they helped to position me in a way that would have taken me far longer if I tried to do it on my own. And if you back up to episode 218 with Sarah Ballantyne, she is the first influencer that I ever worked with. And she is a professional influencer. This is what she does. And she joined me on that episode to talk about how to use influencer marketing to grow your business. And I am a huge advocate of using this in your business. If you have the ability to put money in your budget, to invest in something that's paid, invest in influencers over Facebook ads every time. The women I worked with connected me in Facebook groups. They drove things for me online, especially with Instagram and being able to build a following. They encouraged people to come and join my free challenges. And then I was able to just take over and do what I do best, which is showing up to serve and invite people to work with me. But I didn't struggle to get quote unquote known. And I know I don't have a huge reach. Like I I know that my following on Instagram is very small compared to some of the people that I work with and definitely some of my friends and my colleagues. But I also never needed a large audience to have a successful business. I needed the right audience. And using influencer marketing helped me to get that. Even in this stage of my business, I still prioritize influencer marketing and podcast guesting to drive traffic back to my business. And one of the major reasons why I'm actually stepping down from being on Instagram so much in my feed specifically is so I can spend more time in this other areas, working with influencers and guesting on podcasts because the ROI on it is so fantastic for me. It just doesn't make sense to do anything else. 
So go take a listen to that episode 218 with Sarah Ballantyne and start thinking about how you can use it in your business as well. Because I can guarantee you, if you find the right people, it will pay off in spades. The third thing I would do again is host a free online summit to grow my email list and my leads. I hosted my first free summit in 2020 and I haven't missed a year yet. They've all looked a little different. They've had different names on them, different lengths, different themes, but they all had the same result. Every time I host a free summit, it grows my list by a minimum of 100 qualified leads at a time, and it helps me build friendships with some of the most remarkable experts in their niche, where we were able to go on and share audience and other resources since then. And I have made some incredible friends through hosting online summits. Like they're men and women I respect deeply, and every chance we have to collaborate or refer to each other, we always do. Now, my free summits are different than my boot camps or my challenges. Because in the summit, I'm not focusing on selling. I'm just serving, listening. And then I'm thinking about how to position my next sales campaign off the back end of it really strategically. Because I've just brought in all of these wonderful people into my world who, again, are qualified for what it is that I do and talk about based on the theme that I'm picking for the summit for the year. I know they're definitely ready for the offer, whatever it is that I want to sell later on. I'll be really honest. If there was one thing that I wish more women would listen to me about, it would be this. Host a summit or a conference or whatever you want to call it, but make it an annual event where you partner with other people who share space to just show up and serve, grow your list and grow your leads and position you as the expert you already are. This is a strategy that's worth the time, the effort, and the resources to put in. My online summit is now called the Online Entrepreneur Event, and the next one is coming on December 18th. So keep an eye out for the details because I'm going to start talking about it and promoting it, and I'll be starting signups for it soon. So we're doing hashtag OEE23, and I'm really looking forward to this year's event. And of course, as always, it's free, free, free. The fourth thing I would do again would be to introduce retention into my business immediately. Most people don't think about retention in business, but it's the key to your financial success. And retention in business is rarely talked about in the online space. It is always, always about chasing cold traffic, bringing new people into your world, starting from ground zero, which is harder, more expensive, and more time-consuming for you. Do you need cold traffic? Absolutely. But it shouldn't be the sole focus of your business if you really want to get it to the next level. Instead, I want you to think about looking at who you already are working with, the people who have paid you, the ones who are in your world right now, and how you can create the next offer for them to solve the next problem for them. Retention created my business success. And it is an incredibly important part of my business. So much so that when I was doing my entire rebranding, there's an entire part of that rebranding strategy that was focused on retention because I wouldn't have a business without the people who stay with me. And I can say that with all honesty. I would not be here right now if it wasn't for you. And I work hard at it. I really want to steward the people who work with me I want to create an amazing experience for you. 
I think of all of the things I do in my business that means the most to me, like financially, yes, but also emotionally, it's creating really great relationships with the people I work with. It's not always perfect. I have goofed up. I definitely will admit that. But I am trying very hard to get it right all the time. And I have a strategic goal in place in my business plan to get it to that point. Because I want your experience working with me to be phenomenal. And I also want to say thank you. If you have invested in me, you've taken one of my programs or you've worked with me or you've come to one of my boot camps, because it truly means everything to me. Like I said before, I fully know I would not be here if it wasn't for you. And then the last thing I would do if I was starting my business again from scratch is chase the money. No one's business is ever going to look the same at the end of year one as it did at the start. And if you're not consciously pursuing new opportunities and pivoting to them, you're not going to grow. You need to chase the money in your niche. And I don't think women are given permission enough to do this. Chase the money. A lot of the decisions I made in my business to retire programs was because the money just wasn't there anymore. And if I wanted my business to continue to scale and grow, that I needed to move where that money was, where those opportunities were, where the gaps were, also to the areas that I was really passionate about exploring. And I'm getting ready to do it again this month. I'm going to be retiring two of my most popular programs so I can make room for what I'm seeing as the right next steps for the business and the women I serve. And if you catch episode number 221 that's coming up in the next week and a bit, I've done another behind the scenes week on the podcast where I'm talking about a lot of the decisions behind why I am retiring these programs and what's coming up. So you can kind of jump into the strategy because it's in real time when I recorded that. And I think it's always interesting to get to the whys behind why things happen in business. I often think we become far too emotionally connected to what it is that we sell. So we're afraid to move on from it even if the data is telling us it's time to do that. And I don't want you to get so emotional about the business decisions, especially not about what you sell. Be emotional about the people you serve. Absolutely, that is necessary. But the how of how you serve them, I think that should be approached a little more pragmatically. There is nothing wrong with chasing the money. You're still helping people. You're still making a significant difference in the lives of the people you serve. And you're going to make a bigger impact in your own life when you do it. And speaking of being pragmatic, there are two things that I would have avoided at all costs if I had known how much it would slow me down. The first was trying to grow a team too soon. This really kind of was a difficult thing for me to go through. And it's difficult to talk about. So I'm just going to kind of talk on a little bit of a high level on this because this was emotional. When I started my business online, you started listening to everybody else in the online space the same conversation kept coming up time and time again. And that was, you need a team in order to run an online business. You have to have a VA, you have to have an OBM, you have to have somebody in your business if you want to run an online business. And so because all of these experts were saying this to me, I assumed I had to as well. And that assumption was wrong. You do not need to have a team to grow your business. It was a big mistake that I made and one that I regret for many, many reasons. But the biggest being, it was so expensive and took a massive hit to my bottom line because I was paying out more money 
to keep that team operating than I was able to pay myself. And it drained my cash flow. It was emotionally exhausting. It made me feel like I was failing at something because I didn't know how to run the team effectively, let alone pay everybody. And the thing that I really wanted to say, or I wish I had said to myself or someone had said to me during that, that time was that I didn't need a team. I needed systems. And this is nothing to say anything about their expertise or their ability or their talents because they all were really great at what they did. This is looking purely at the bottom line. It was too expensive for a business of my size at that time. Heck, even at this time, with the amount of money that I make in the business now, I still do not need a team to run it. My systems can do it for me. Not to say it's always going to stay that way. I can guarantee it's not going to. But I tried to do it way too soon. And the second mistake that I made that I really regret, I think this is probably the biggest regret that I hold in business, was investing in the big names and the high ticket courses because I felt I had to do that in order to be taken seriously online. And the sad part about those investments is that nothing I learned in them made any significant difference in the business whatsoever. Everything I learned, I already knew myself because I came out of business. I knew more than the people I was learning from, or I could have figured it out on my own with some podcasts and some, a couple of good Google searches, to be very honest. I got caught up in the shininess of all of it, big names, big influence, big price. It must mean I'm going to have big success because of it. And none of my success came from any of those programs. It just led to a lot of debt. It really messed with my confidence. And I've talked about that a lot on the podcast. And it is my biggest regret to date in my business. Do I think you need to invest in yourself in order to become better at what you do? 100%. But do you need to go broke in the process? Not at all. The investments that you make should be things that pay off financially, emotionally, through your confidence, partnerships, all of the things. It should drive your business forward, not drive your business into the ground. So there you have it. The five things I do again, if I was starting my business from scratch that directly contributed to my success is number one, focusing on the power of one offer, one audience for one year. Number two, using influencer marketing to leverage myself in my niche. Number three, hosting an annual summit to grow my email list and attract qualified leads. Number four, introducing retention into the business ASAP. And number five, chasing the money and knowing when it was time to pivot in order to grow. And the two things I wish I had done differently was not try to grow a team too soon and also not invest in huge names and big programs that had zero ROI. There is no one right way to grow a business, but there's the right way to grow yourself as an entrepreneur. And that will always be investing in your acumen and learning to love the boring things in business because they are the things that will get you much farther than anything ever will. It is not about marketing. It's not about fame. It's not about the shiny things on the internet. It's about you developing your muscle, which is your brain, specifically your business brain. You get that down, you're unstoppable. Thanks so much for spending time with me again today. And as always, until next time, stay resilient and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, 
please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishfield.co. Stay resilient, and I'll catch you on the next episode.